Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bring you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am the one who defies death, Andrew, with me, the one who keeps getting knocked down but keeps getting back up again, Keith. Hello. And the one who drinks more wine than Dionysus, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we had a listener pick, so thank you so much, Until Chaos, for recommending that we try out Hades by Supergiant Games. But before we get into the episode, there was something we've always been kind of talking about. We've always kind of tossed around the idea of possibly doing a Patreon. And as our listeners, we really just kind of want to ask you guys, is there any particular content if we did did a Patreon? What would you guys like to hear from us? What would you want to see? Uh, please let us know. You can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. But getting into the episode, Hades is a stop town action roguelike. So you know this is right up Keith's alley. Yeah, girl. Play- where you play the son of Hades himself, who is trying to essentially escape the underworld. So, I'll start us off here on this episode. For Hades, this is a game. I was very excited for it, and we have obviously covered a ton of roguelikes. So this, of course, is just another one. But you're probably already wondering what makes Hades different, and why I like to, you know, compare to the other ones. This is the first roguelike that legitimately had a story, <laughs> and it was quite refreshing. So, yeah, this is a game. Well, you know me. It's a roguelike, so I'm into it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play way too much of it. And, yeah, I think I think you kind of summed it up. But in a lot of ways, it does just what every other game does. But it has a few tweaks, and it actually has a story. And I kind of liked it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But it's definitely a game. For me, it's a game. But I think this is coming from a noob's perspective. It took me so much longer to progress that I did kind of get sick of the game before I think I was supposed to. So Andrew was telling me, like, what's ahead because I didn't finish it. But for me, I'm just still kind of just grinding through the first part of it. And so for me, it kind of is starting to feel like a dud. But um, I think it's unique, and I enjoyed it for the first first couple hours (laughs) so it's still a game but i think that if i was better at video games i would and would have enjoyed it more so as i said yeah hades is a top-down roguelike from supergiant studio uh keith i don't know if you know any of their games there was two games it's been a while i I saw the studio and i was like man i know the studio but i couldn't remember where it's from but they earlier in like the 360 era and near the end and the xbox one era I guess early on, but the two games that they created before was Bastion and Transistor. And those games were so good. Those two were also top-down action. Uh, they weren't roguelikes, but they were top-down action, like RPG type S games. And you can definitely see just the roots from those games in Hades. And the story of Hades, as I said, you are playing the son of Hades. You're Zagreus, who is basically fed up with his father and just wants to be, I guess, a rebellious teenager. And so he's trying to escape the underworld, but your dad's like, you know, I'm not going to really try to stop you because nobody escapes the underworld. But luckily you get the help from the Olympians. And as you're progressing, they're giving you power-ups, they're giving you new weapons, and you're essentially just climbing your way out of the underworld. And as you progress, try not to get too much into it because we don't want to get into too many spoils, spoilers. I don't know why I'm mumbling so bad today. But overall, I thought the story was really interesting. I did too, but maybe it's just because I'm getting older. I also thought that 
Zagreus was kind of just like a punk. Oh, he definitely was. Like, you was. want all this, like, responsibility, but you can't even clean your room after your dad says to you multiple times. Like, focus on your on yourself a little bit, and then maybe go on your adventure. You know? The dog's sick and worried about him because, you know, he can't even take after himself. But, you know, so for me, I, I just, I kind of just thought, like, he needed to mature a little bit. I guess. I So, I think I might have skipped over some of those parts, because... As with many <laughs> games do, I do I did skip a lot of dialogue because there is a lot of dialogue in Hades. Yes, lots and every lots time of you dialogue. pick up a perk. Yeah, so it's it's a bit much at times, but the voice acting really good. Not to get ahead of it, but it yeah. it, it helps a lot for sure. And then on top of that, I just think that overall, I don't know, a lot of it is just filler in some ways, but it isn't at the same time because. As with the Greek gods, their stories were very, very intertwined, and the dialogue is yeah. And I don't, I don't know if they get into all the gross stuff. I might have missed it if they did. There's a lot of gross stuff in Greek mythology, but they don't, they don't get into too much of it. Yeah, but this it's is very it's, loose Greek mythology, I should say. Yeah, I, I, that's the vibe I was kind of getting when I, because I'm not that I know a ton about Greek mythology. I, I kind of know the god and goddesses' names. That's about it. But ultimately, I, I think that. It was just interesting, yeah, because if you really wanted to follow along, there was interweaving relationships and all of this just things going on. Um, but ultimately, like, I kind of just p- focused on the conversations with that you have with Hades, your dad, or Hades, as as we like to call him, and, uh, and like, maybe one or two other characters. Like, I actually, like, was really focused on the, the dialogue between your character and them. But... There were some interesting ones along the way as well. So I was gonna say, I think I think the most annoying dialogue is was between you and your father. It's just to sum it up, it's always, oh boy, you're you're so ungrateful. And then yeah. shut up, Dad. I'm trying to get out of here. That's literally it, but just like said over uh, like different ways. But it's just uh, I just got so annoyed with Hades constantly calling you boy. Ah, boy. And it's just like, yeah. okay, this is getting kind of annoying. Yeah. Well, that's true. There's. There's definitely skippable moments within it. I think that with the characters, just the way their expressions were when they pop up, I think that they actually did give them quite a bit of personality, but I I wish that you actually got more from it. Like, I felt like it was just kind of like... The, the dialogue didn't actually give you much when it comes to, like, Zeus and all those others. And I did make the mistake of looking up some Greek mythology. <laughs> I um, warned you. And I just, when I read Greek mythology, I mean, I remember like a little bit from school, but I guess I blocked out all like the terrible stuff. I just wanted, I was like, is there an option just to kill everybody? Because <laughs> I would love to kill Zeus. I would love to kill a lot of these people. And then I was like, wait, do people still worship these Greek gods? And then I Googled that and I'm like, Liz, of course uh, some people still do. There's terrible people in the world. What are you talking about? <laughs> People worshiping these rapists. So for me, I just like, once I read that and I went back to the game, I just hated all the characters. <laughs> well, like I said, this, this game is very, like, it's just based off Greek mythology. It's not actual, like, Greek but it's also, like, going off anything. His, like, his mom. Oh, wait, I don't know if I can do that. You'll... <laughs> so there's things that you find out later on about, like, who certain people are. And it's like, oh, he married his niece? And then you're just like looking at it all differently. <laughs> so for well, me, I can't get past it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't think this game is super heavy into what happened in Greek lore because also, dude, Greek lore is also all over the place. 
Yeah, it's like, there's uh, like different canon. Like, yeah, it's, it's not exactly. all consistent. But yeah, some people are related. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes yeah. they eat babies. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> See, but it, I think that's part of what made the story interesting too, and I think it it felt refreshing to have in in a roguelike is it made all of your runs or reruns and reruns feel so much more meaningful than than just one more run. You're like, okay, I'm going to find out more of the story. I'm going to get more of what's going on. I'm going to like, now I want to know. And it's not just because I want to do one more run. So I think it just added such a nice, like, yeah, refreshing aspect to the game. And since I'm not quite finished with the story yet, like it's a reason I definitely feel like I'm going to go back and pick the game up or continue picking this game up. Yeah. I I thought it was really cool how they actually incorporated a story into what you're doing because to me the story it was actually a thing that kept striving me to keep going because even when you finally complete a run the story really starts to open up again and then you have this consistent reason to keep completing your runs i don't know i don't think that they give you enough i mean because i looked up the ending and what you find out and all that but even with I, yeah, I guess I am. But even with Zagreus and the Fury that I'm still fighting every single time, I'm so sick of her face because it just, oh my gosh. But um, I, I was like, oh wait, did they date? And then I looked it up because I, I think that they had mentioned it, but I wasn't really sure. And online it says that they did in the game. And so I was just like, they, they don't give you enough for me to like, because obviously something happened. They're very salty. I don't know. I also She's thought, very salty. I also thought at one point your character dated Thanatos, but then I think uh, how the lore is, I think Thanatos is your brother. So it's or kind of, <laughs> it, it's actually funny you say this. I actually was, cause I was trying to find an answer to a question. So I was, I was going through the uh, Hades subreddit and someone posted a meme. It was like a cartoon of, uh, from Parks and Rec. Uh, what's her name? Aubrey Plaza. I can't remember her character, but she's Meg. April. April and then she's Meg and then Thanatos and Zagreus are the two boyfriends from the show. She's like, this is my boyfriend and this is his boyfriend. (laughs) So I think that is lore because people are making memes about it. I, I hope I'm just saying, shouldn't we, shouldn't we know like if this, like this game should have developed these relationships a bit more, I think. And same with like the uncles and stuff. Well, who is his favorite uncle? He's got a lot of evil uncles. I want to know which one, is maybe the nicest? Which one? I mean, also, I think they're all evil. Guy? I think is what it is. Yeah. But is like, is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? I don't know. Like the story doesn't tell me anything. I feel like it makes you change your perspective on people as the whole story progresses. And I think that's sort of like, there's a few people I, th- I think remain somewhat consistent, but they're sort of one-off characters. I feel like in every way, almost every main character goes from either likable to dislikable or the other way around. Except for Cerberus. Oh, well, oh well, except oh, for Cerberus. Dog, of course. Yeah. Cerberus is always likable. Carrots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a few that like eh, nothing really changes for him. But yeah, uh, Sisyphus. He, uh, I'm pretty sure he always seems seems to always be your buddy. Yeah. So well, I don't understand why Zagreus can't bring the dog or something because if I found out that the dog destroyed part of the mansion because it was so distraught over me leaving that would just break my heart 
You know what I mean? Like, but he doesn't really seem to care. And also, I want to know, there's like this timid little ghost girl or whatever that has some strong feelings for Zagreus. And I want did, did something happen with that? Are you no? talking about Medusa? No, no with I, the little, at the, at the home base. The, yeah, with the, Dusa. Where the dad is. Yeah, Dusa. Oh, the they said fr- Medusa. Well, her name's Dusa, but yeah, she's like supposed to be like related to Medusa. Oh, so does anything happen with her? I don't know. I don't she, know. I think she clearly has a crush on Zagreus. You beat the game. I, was, I mean, nothing happened. That's well, one thing I do find kind of interesting. This game is semi a dating sim because you're like giving gifts to these people and increasing your like likability with them. So it kind of has like this weird dating sim aspect to it, but you don't really have like a choice. It's not like I decided. Yeah, to but you're to giving date stuff to get stuff, so it's not really. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Is that I, how right? relationships really are, though? No, because I looked. <laughs> I looked up some of them. I think when I was looking up how to get the companions, and. I, I don't think all of them lead to a relationship with you. I think it just leads to having a good enough relationship that they you find things out. Because, like, one of them is, like, setting two other characters up together. Or, like, getting two characters back together. So I, I don't think all of them get with you, per se. But I think a lot of them do. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, fun fact. But, so, yeah, as good as the story was, too, of course... The gameplay also was, for me, really kind of hooked me. Uh, you know, it's it's a typical rogue like you know, rinse repeat, going through dungeons, collecting things. I but it, for me, I just felt like this game did a really great job, just constantly feeding you progression. Like I always felt like I was getting stronger. I felt like I was getting enough material to upgrade something, to have my runs be better. Uh, there was a couple things I thought weren't really well balanced, uh, particularly when you're getting the nectars. And the nectars you needed to increase the relationships with people. I felt like I was not finding nectars, and you need a bunch of nectars. So that's like my only complaint. But besides that, I really liked the progression. By the time I beat my first run, I felt like I got like such a good reward that I was just beating run after run after run after run. And I had like an eight-run win streak. In a row. I feel like they needed more door options. Like I, I sometimes I felt like with a certain run, I because sometimes you'll get the option between two doors and you can pick what your reward is going to be. And so for me, I felt like I was like getting less and less of those the more I played. So well, if you got farther, you do get a token and you can actually I, change the door. I put a lot of time into this, and the fact that I wasn't getting anything was stupid. But for <laughs> me, I think the worst part about these runs is like I look back at Dead Cells and I loved getting a random weapon and being like this is awesome but with this game so you're unlocking more and more weapons and then so I would try a new one that I unlocked and if it sucked then you are stuck in a long run with a crappy weak weapon because you can't upgrade it at the beginning and so for me like I hated the uh the the bow the the later bow that you get and it was so weak for me, like, I wanted the Shield of Chaos, but you also want to try every weapon because you get different rewards with each weapon, right? right? Correct. So for me, I was, like, kind of forced to do this long run with a weapon that I didn't like, and it took me so much longer to kill the enemies. And so for me, I just, like, I miss the randomness of dead cells, and there really aren't that many weapons to choose from. There's so, six. Yeah, which is not a lot. And so for me, it did feel so repetitive because you have these six weapons. You're running against the same enemies. Yeah, they, they, they come in different like waves or like patterns. And so like you're not going to get the same run every single time. But, I mean, it is just a lot of the same. Go ahead, Keith. You're going to disagree, I know. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fully disagree with you because 
you're right. the the weapon The weapons selection is not expansive by any means. You you have six of them, but each weapon you begin to unlock different aspects of the weapon, and those aspects actually change how the weapon it like interacts or how it works. So you in essence have like four different versions of this weapon. So you have like twenty plus at that point. But at the same but then as you go through the game, it's like Dead Cells was about the weapons. That was its its biggest item. In this, it's the boons that you're picking up. It's those interactions with the gods that are tweaking that, okay, you have this effect to your weapon or this effect to your dash. Like all of these different little things. And there was well over 100 of those different options. So on that, I think they did a fantastic job. And I found it a lot of fun because there was just so many that didn't directly impact your weapons, but were just actual boosts in different ways that it made every run feel new it made it feel different and they just i don't know i i really enjoyed it but these four upgrades like when do you get to upgrade when you unlock all the weapons because yeah yeah, i was just unlocking the the last one but it's like it took me so long to get there and the game doesn't really explain that much yeah too but for me like so i i did like when so like i said i really like the the shield of chaos and i got like this um it would shoot triple and it would ricochet off of like X amount more enemies than usual and it was a lot of fun but I mean for me it's just like I don't know like because it's I think what I really want is more of the random elements you know because there's a predictability when you go in with the weapon and you have to play that weapon the entire run and if you're doing well it's a long run so for me it's like I kind of wish that I was picking up different weapons or I could change you you can't change your weapons you can change your um, the element so like is that what they're called the boons. Yeah, after after you kill the, the Fury. Yeah, you pick up the Titan Blood, which lets you upgrade the weapons. And that unlocks other No, aspects. you there's like the, the little chest. You have this, so you can pick like... Oh, the like, keepsake? Yeah, the keepsakes. You can change that. Yeah. But So for me, I just like, halfway through the run, I was just like, I want to spice it up. See, but what I liked about, about it, though, was you built towards something. Like, it... I didn't feel like I was just hoping for something random to happen. And there, I still think there was definitely a lot of randomness to it because you could have runs where you're hitting like actual boons that go hand in hand with each other. But when you're going through and they're, so the, each of them is tiered out, you know, common, rare, epic, legendary. And when you see an epic and it's like, oh, they take 15% of rupture damage if you knock them back, but you don't have a knockback. You're like, well, I would love that, but it does me no good. So, like, you need to hope to get the the, the right boons to, to work with each other, too. So, I want to go on a, a little tangent about the weapons here. So, I like that there's only six weapons. To me, this game felt like it was a lot more focused on skill than you just being at the mercy of the random number generator. Because anytime you get a boon, which, you know, is a perk, you know, you have, a not, like, you have one god who's giving you this perk. And, you know, he gives you three options. But the or thing with she. the weapons, or she, yeah. Uh, sorry, Keith. But so there's six weapons, and I really like that. That it's just it's simple, just six weapons. But for me, I, I just had an issue with the sixth weapon. So this game clearly takes place in like ancient Greece, 
So, of course, you know, you got weapons like the sword, the shield, the bow. So, you know, the sixth weapon, which you're like starting to unlock them, you're like, oh, cool. Is this going to be like a crossbow or like a chariot, something cool? No, it's gun. It's just a gun. Like, <laughs> like, where did this come from? Like, I don't get how everything's like super Greek. And then it's like, yeah, it's a gun. Oh, also, it has a grenade launcher. And it's like, <laughs> what? I don't have anything against the weapon. I think it's a fine, like fun weapon. It just like it was just so out of place for me that it just I, it, well, I always maybe made me laugh. Zagreus can um, time travel. <laughs> Is he the time traveling god? I don't know. I, I, I just I did not like it. I didn't really think about it, but it kind of I don't know. It looked like it was like powered by fire, like hell's fire. So I don't know. I thought no, it, was it shooting. has it has a clip, and you reload it, and you even uh-huh. upgrade it where the grenade launcher becomes a rocket. It says it's like, what is this? Oh yeah, that's right. And and next to the clip, it actually just has a little icon of bullets. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I, I don't. I don't. I have nothing to say for it. It was a pretty I fun just, gun or a pretty fun weapon, though. I actually liked it. Is. it. I, I just thought it was so weird because, like, seeing the outline of it, I'm like, oh, this looks cool. I'm, I'm curious what this is because, like, I feel like they could have done so many other kind of Greek era weapons, like a, a, trident? Know, a giant club. A, well, they have a bident. I guess you don't need a trident. Mm-hmm. But still, like, I mean, I know a crossbow is more medieval, but still, like, you know, they had, like, an arbalist. You could probably do a crossbow. It's it's more it's more realistic than gun. <laughs> yeah, maybe like an axe but, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, an axe would have been cool. Like yeah, that's just what I mean. Yeah. It's it, it was a fine weapon. It was another ranged weapon, which is cool. But I at least like the weapons, and I like the game really encourage you to mix it up. You know, I had a favorite weapon that I wish I would always go with. But yeah, when you're first starting your run, it would show like a weapon and it would glow, you know, like with a dark purple ooze showing like, hey, if you pick this weapon, you're getting 20% more like of the darkness or gems that you're collecting. So it always encouraged you to play different weapons. And then, yeah, as Liz was saying, when you progress with that weapon and get farther in your run, you get rewards. So if you beat the first boss with the like the sword, you don't get that one time reward anymore. It's only the one time until you increase the difficulty. So really, I love the, how this game just really encouraged you to just keep playing differently. The, so you could, yeah, you could continue playing with just one weapon and just increase the difficulty all along the way. Because that was another thing that I liked about the gameplay was if, I, I don't think you'll feel like Dead Cells is the comparable roguelike to this, but we already talked about it and I'm, gonna, and I'm thinking about it. So in Dead <laughs> Cells, and, and I, we talk about, I think, this every every roguelike is it's just so stinking hard. Like after you get through the first clean run, even doing a second one is, is so, so hard. And this in Hades doesn't do that, but what it does. And I think it's just a really cool feature is it, they have what they call a heat system and it's the system where you have, I think, I don't know, like 15 different options, I think off the top of my head. That like just trying to remember what the screen looks like and you can increase different levels of these things to increase the the heat level so you can even choose like how you want to how you want your end game to play and how how you want the difficulty to increase like i used one for example because i needed to get to heat level two i threw on a timer that started with me with nine minutes and i i had to beat every run without running out of time it ended up being super easy, but it didn't increase the difficulty of my run any other way. So, I don't know. It's it's a nice little feature. Yeah, I really enjoyed the heat system in this game. Like you said, Keith, like it's it's nice that you get to pick 
what you want to be more difficult. If you're someone who's like, yeah, I'm okay with the enemies just having a little more health, or I'm okay with increasing the amount of enemies I'm fighting, like you get these options. Or are you someone who's really great at dodging, so you're okay with having the enemies hit harder? Or you can actually increase like what the bosses that you're fighting, like they'll have extra moves and it'll actually change up their gameplay. Like it was really cool. I, I thought the heat system was really awesome in this game. Yeah, uh, it's funny because that the one you just mentioned that the extreme measures it's it's an achievement to do it. And I had read a couple of things online that made it sound like it was difficult. And I I did it on my first try. You just put it up to level three, and then the first three bosses all are altered and perform different attacks through like the first half for three quarters of the fight or whatever. I will say, I will admit it. I will put it out there into the universe, <laughs> and I will do it without shame. I did use the assist mode in, in Hades. I liked it in because I, I, I was talking about this with Andrew. I don't know what it is. I'm definitely not good at these style of games. I'm just I don't dodge well. I think so. I'm not good, but they're not so hard that I get mad playing them. So I enjoy it and I enjoy the progression. So I don't, and I don't even feel like I'm doing back. So I'm just like, oh, whatever. I died. There's no harm in it. I'll come back and, and run this back again. But yeah, the the God mode is great. It starts you on 20% damage reduction, and then every time you die, it just adds 2% more, all the way up to 80, um, or I believe it's 80. I can confirm it's definitely up to 74%. So oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so that probably helped my extreme measures run, but nonetheless, like the you still have to do all the damage and i think that's why why i like it as a as an assist mode because it makes it easier to yeah survive when you're getting hit a lot but at the same token you still have to boost everything up and you have to do damage i wish i knew about it earlier you had it on no i did oh. but you but i had played a bunch before you told me about it because I, I think i was when i was complaining to you about like not really progressing progressing that much that you told me about it and what Keith, you were saying about like dodging. I was really impressed with how quickly I caught on to the like, the dodge element in this. Not not caught on, but I felt like I was doing it so much more than I've ever done in any video game. And for me, like I just saw like my my play style get so much better as I was playing. And I also wanted to mention like I I I still believe what I said earlier about like not a lot of variety, but I was thinking about like all the things that you kind of run into when you're playing. And so like, I remember Andrew was watching me and they made me pick between two gods and the other one was so furious that they like joined in the combat against me. Yeah. And I was like, what? That is so cheap. And then you have <laughs> chests that like, you can make it more challenging by fighting more enemies in order to get like extra loot. And then... One thing that I did not really like, I, I feel like it was just bad luck. The first couple times I went to, I guess he's a merchant. You you give like 21 health for, you know. Oh, chaos, the yeah. chaos chambers. I always like just had crap in there. And then I accidentally bought the thing that makes it so that he appears all the time. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, I just didn't really like the stuff that he was offering. But I did love the shops. Um, especially when you do really bad. Yeah, because if you're doing really bad and it's like, oh, you can buy this and get some of your health back. I thought it was really helpful. So um, for me, I guess like there is a little bit more variety, but I I don't know. So what you're saying is you're wrong. You're just not going to admit it. (laughs) Exactly. I just, I don't know why I felt so burnt out so quick with this. Um, I feel like more so than any, not any, but most of the, 
roguelikes that we've played. Because I, I love roguelikes up until a certain point, and then I'm like good for a couple months. <laughs> With that particular game, I mean. Except for Tomacrops. You still go back to that. Tomacrops is great. Yeah, I haven't gotten fully sick of that one yet. So I... I Actually, I do agree with you, Liz. I do think this game does get a bit repetitive and you do get a, a good amount of the sameness to it. I think for me, it was just like the story and like the fact that I kept unlocking and progressing is what kept me going. But like a, a perfect example would got kind of annoying. There's only four maps. And so you're just seeing the same areas over and over again and they don't really change. That's what I felt. And same with you're also, I mean you're fighting the same enemies like it's different yeah. but each biome has its own enemies so you know exactly where you're, you're getting in for you know exactly the best way to fight these people like there are some that are like there's brute strength but they're super slow unless they you know have like the yellow yeah. or there's the ones that like dodge sharply at you you know all these things and the environments for me don't change enough that i'm excited about like for, like they're the fire one yeah you have these like fire your lava pits that can hurt you but even like the look of the biomes the general feel of the biomes they those were also samey to me so for me like doing the same four over and over again with the same enemies it's just like that's what kind of did it for me see i the i kind of agree and kind of disagree so where i kind of agree is that yes everything kind of feels a little bit the same but where i'll disagree is i think that's really only in particular with the first two areas, Tartarus and Asphodel, I feel like they have a lot of deep red to them because it's just sort of hellish in the first, well, dungeon-y hellish. And then you go into like hell hell where there's like lava and pits and all that. And then you go to Elysium and it's like blue and green and it's pretty. It, yeah, get, it gets very samey when you've done... the same though. No, I'm Like it's the really. same layout. Uh, Yes and no. I I, I think it's... <laughs> That's your saying of this podcast. Yes and no. No. You're right about this, but you're wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I'm not fully agreeing or disagreeing with you on that because in each biome, and this is where I agree with Andrew, each biome has, like, the same sets of levels. Like, you see the same level or room layout constantly throughout it, and you kind of know how the fight's going to go depending on which enemies you get. But I think biome to biome all of that looks very different all of the things that are littered about the the rooms and and all of that changes pretty pretty nicely and i think it looks very nice as a whole it has i don't know would you say it's a bit cell shaded no no but there's like there's something cartoony about it and some of it's like sh like shadowing i feel like but it's very nice and crisp and and so i just yeah. they're nothing beautiful but they're very clean and I like that. See, I, I thought the biomes changed up a bit that they were each unique. So like Tartarus is the only one that actually has like floor spikes and, you know, has like these turrets that shoot out at you. Uh, Asphodel is the only place that has like lava spewing everywhere and lava floor. And then Elysium's the only one with like statues that either will attack you with spears or shoot arrows at you. So like they did feel different with like their traps. But yeah, you know, like as Liz said, you know the enemies you're fighting. So it would just get like a little repetitive in that aspect. And then also too with the repeating dialogue. Like so some of this stuff just kind of was like, all right, all right. And for me, I hated Asphodel, the fire world, because majority of its world is just empty. 
and it has these big open spaces and a lot of open lava area. So there's some enemies that float and don't take any damage off the lava. And if you end up hitting them out in the lava and you have a melee weapon, like you're kind of like, well, I have to go out there and fight them. I just did not think Asphodel was designed very well. And like it graphically is cool looking. It just like, it was so annoying when I would get in these fights where like, I'm just taking so much damage because I have to go out in the lava to fight these guys because I have a melee weapon. I mean, you could use your B, but if they're supercharged, or I don't know what it's called when they're yellow and they have more armor. health. It's when they have armor. Yeah, when they have armor, then you need a lot of hits and it's just like, you're, you'll be there all day kind of thing. But it was your, uh, not to backtrack a little bit, but because we were talking about enemies, did you guys have an enemy that you hated? Or that you just went for first. Like, so for me, like the bomb guys, they weren't that annoying, but I also knew that they'd probably get me eventually. So if there was a room with like the little, little bombs, I'd always go for them first. Oh, I hated the butterflies. Specifically, I hated the, uh, there's like a mini boss fight with a giant butterfly ball that's armored and it just keeps surviving enemies. I hated that fight so much. Yeah, I, I didn't care for that one, I will say. I think overall, I think it was just like the big fat blobs that would just lunge at you because they were just faster than they felt like they should be. And it caught me off guard. Oh, yeah. First it just caught me off guard all the time. They weren't particularly hard. They were just annoying. And, and I always forgot about them. Um, but in particular, I think I hated, it was like just this one room and it was in Asphodel. It was the room where it was, I don't know, like six harpies or whatever they were. They just shoot like bursts of those purple balls yes. if you had a, yeah that was one of the fights yeah. that i hated because they always were yeah armored. if you if you had a good deflect it really wasn't that hard of a level you'd fire those th- those purple balls back at them no problem kill them but if you didn't it was just a pain in the butt like it just you had to chase them down they think they teleported as well like they're just annoying i think my favorite were the little wheels or the flame wheels the little chariots because they just sound like little kittens. Like I'm pretty sure they just took a kitten sound and yeah, they meowed. It was the it was it was very that. weird, but it made me giggle. <laughs> just like it was it was funny. What did you guys have for a favorite weapon? Oh, buying or easily the gloves. I think they were just the easily most easily the shield of chaos. Oh, for me it was the Biden. I love the Biden. I did like the shield of chaos. I liked the spear or the Biden, but. As a whole, I just it felt too slow for me. I don't I don't like I didn't like the I big heavy the hitters. Same. I liked hit, and, moving fast. So yeah, I liked the shield, I liked the gloves. I would just get right up in everybody's face and maybe that was why I needed god mode a little bit. I just wanted to be tank mode all the time. But yeah, I I thought they were a lot of fun. I think the spear what I didn't like is that when you, you know, did, I think it was your Y, it would shoot out. And it was great because on the way back, it would hit the enemy again. Yep. But you and had to hit damage. Y again, though. And so for me, I would always hit, forget to hit Y again. And or then if you I'd hit go X. To, if you hit X, it comes back, too. No, but like usually when I hit Y for like the Shield of Chaos, I don't have to hit it again to get it back. And I would forget and then go to do my next attack and forget and then be too close to the enemy. Yeah. So for me, it was just another thing like thought that I would have to have using it. And so, and it was also, even if you hit Y fast, it was still pretty slow, but yeah, that shield the chaos. I said it earlier, you get the, the triple shot and the ricochet off of like four plus enemies. And it's just piece of cake. So I like one of the upgrades for the shield. When you get it, when you have it upgraded to the shield of Zeus, instead of throwing it out and it bouncing, it actually just like slowly keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and literally stays stationary. 
and just spins. So I would just stand in the middle of it and have enemies come to me and just fight them as the shield just keeps spinning and damaging everyone around. That's kind of like the bee that, like, sometimes you could get, like, the, yeah, the circle it, it thing was just for like it. That, oh, okay. Know? But yeah, I thought the... See, I like the spear because the spear was, for me, melee, but it had good range because it's secondary. You could actually throw it and actually it be a ranged weapon. So for me, it felt like such a good middle ground of I could be close to people and do melee. It was just a poke. It would also pierce enemies. And I don't know. I, I would was, never hold. So oh, you could hold some and yeah. then it would be like a supercharged shot. And I would never do that because it's like you usually have like a ton of enemies on the screen. I don't have time for that. Well, that, yeah. that was part of the reason I didn't like the, the bow either is I just didn't like having to charge up just about the every shot. The bow was just slow. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it, it was never was really weak. a fun. I thought it was weak. It, it really wasn't. If you charged up your shots and I think there was like a perfect release point that if like you could hit it, it was like double damage or something. So it was strong. It just was slow and boring. No, if you're doing Y, which for me, Y for most weapons is usually a lot stronger and faster in the bow Y is the weakest out of all the weapons for me personally so like i'd have to hit somebody like 10 times more than i normally would and so for me like Y is my favorite and Y I think is the weakest with the bow so the Y for the bow isn't that weak you just weren't using it right so what you had to do you had to use it like a shotgun you had to be right against somebody and do Y cuz then you would hit somebody with like five or six of the arrows that you're shooting out that was the purpose okay. of it. Okay, but at the same time, it's like with a bow and arrow, I wouldn't think that because bow and arrows are supposed to be ranged weapons. So for me, that's that's kind of dumb. See, there's an upgrade for the bow uh, with the Titan Blood. You get it. I think it's the bow, the bow of Charon. No, not Charon. Um, Karen? No, it's one of the centaurs. I'm forgetting his name. I Something to say. No, <laughs> but yeah, when you hit him with when you hit an enemy with your basic attack, it actually puts a lock on him. So then when you press Y, you unleash your entire volley and it goes straight to the enemy. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun to play with that bow. That's nifty. Yeah. I also think too, like, isn't the whole point of ranged weapons to be that you, like, you need some distance? So in, uh, Keith was saying that the annoying blobs that jump out at you super fast, the Y is perfect for that when you have a ranged weapon. Why do I want a ranged weapon that I have to be close? <laughs> who, who designed that? You probably would have liked gun. But you never got gotten. Yeah, I mean, I think the point was is you you know you try and get off one or two shots, and then by the time they've jumped on you, because especially if you're fighting like a bunch of the little floating heads or whatever it was in Asphodel, I think, or Elysium, I don't remember. But if you're fighting like a handful of those things and you unleash a couple volleys, you're, you're gonna do all right. But yeah, it, it was just boring. I liked getting the the extended range on the fists because then it kind of felt like I had a ranged weapon with a melee weapon. Because it, it could poke from pretty far. And I don't know. I was just so fast. I was like Sonic everywhere I went. Gotta go fast. I also, like, I think I have the keys for the gun. But I, the, the reason why I don't have the gun yet is because I had to fight that Fury again. I had the, the crappy bow that I don't like. And I was just, that's when I was, I was done. I was like, I, I think I have the keys. But I just like, if I fight that Fury one more time, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose it. So I think I solved the mystery. I just I just looked it up. Super Giant Games is uh is an American studio, so that's why there's a gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> Checks out. They, they had a they had a, had a American Americanized Greek mythology here. Like we need, guys. What can we do to put our stamp on this game? I've got gun. a gun. Are they are they from the south? No, it's San Francisco. Oh, that doesn't make sense then. <laughs> hey. California, like. 
People from California don't like guns. Say, don't be the guy who brings a knife to a gunfight. And Zagros keeps doing that over and over again. I want to know more about these people. <laughs> Californians that like guns? But yeah, so it's like, even though we're kind of complaining of like, some of the biomes were kind of not that great. I will say, I know Keith, you mentioned it, but I think the sound design and the voice, specifically the voice acting, is really good in this game. Yeah, they sometimes have like echoey for some, so yeah. they kind of sound like they're like far away or like underwater or something. I can't describe it, but it fits the game. Um, and I really liked like Hades compared to what was it, Nyx. No, 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 no. Yeah, Nyx. Yeah, so in the, the Fury, the in her voice, you could tell she really hated Zagreus. Yeah. Like, he cheated or something. There's He did something <laughs> with that relationship. And you could just hear the venom in her voice. And I'm just like, I need some backstory. <laughs> so I think the voice acting was great. Do I really remember a lot of the... I don't even know if there's music. I know I like the sound effects. There is. I, the music to me, I wish it was louder. The music's really good. When the, you die, it's good. The only time I really notice the music is the final boss fight. I love the final boss fight music. But, I mean, the boss, the general boss music is good, but the final boss fight music is really good. But, uh, Keith, did you love the music? Because there's a couple times with the mini-bosses, they threw in some nice butt rock there. <laughs> it's funny because I don't... I can't put a single tune in my head, and I think I played close to 30 hours of this game. So... I, it's not memorable, so I guess that's good. I mean, and I, I know that's not a new thing for me. I've said that many games before, but I, like I was listening a little bit to a couple songs like in the main area because you can you can change the songs there, and they were kind of catchy little tunes from what I remember, but I don't remember what they were. Yeah, there's a there's a couple pieces in the game that actually are like designed for the game and actually have like vocals. Like they have a female vocal vocalist. And, I mean, if you play the past games of Supergiant, like Transistor, the whole point of Transistor is you're playing a singer who her voice was stolen. And so, like, that game had a whole bunch of, you know, like a female vocalist throughout the entire game. Top-notch soundtrack. And so I think it, it sounds very similar to the same girl. So, But, yeah, they have a, uh, a, a uh, nymph that you find out in the wild, and she always sings a song called Good Riddance. It's a great song, and eventually, yeah, you unlock it and you get to play it in your main, like, hub world. But I, I think the soundtrack's great. I just wish it was louder. But yeah, the voice acting to me, like as Liz said, the, the voice acting cast is top notch. Zachary yeah. sounds very familiar, but I couldn't place it. I mean, I think just overall the voice cast just it's, does a great job. Like can, telling the story, and like it, it drew me and it made me interested. Like yeah, you made a good point, Liz, with uh, uh, Meg and like just the way she talks to you with like such resentment. So good. I also love, too, there's a narrator that explains things. Like, he especially explains things with Cerberus. This game loves Cerberus, which I'm perfectly okay with. You can it's, gift to, to the dog, too. Yeah, you give him a gift. There's actually a point. It's, I don't want to spoil it, but when you first, when you actually meet him outside of the hub world, it's it's pretty funny, like, what they how they kind of do things and the way you kind of progress. So this game clearly loves Cerberus, and I'm 100% okay with that. Yeah, he's, he's an adorable dog. Yeah, he's the perfect pup. I'll... All dogs are the perfect puppers. There's, there's. You no, get to pet them. Yeah, there's no. Yep, you can pet them. Um, I, I, unless you saw differently, Andrew. Uh, no Cerberus butthole. <laughs> no butthole. I like how you started laughing because you which, knew I was going there. Oh yeah. Because I mean, it always made me curious. He has three heads. Does he end up having three buttholes? No, I don't think that's how that works. I think he's just I think three they, heads. They just share one stomach. Yeah. One everything else. Maybe. Yeah, it all goes to the same place. <laughs> But I, 
I think overall too, it's one of the things that helped the voice acting is unlike a game like 12 minutes, you can't talk over each other by like different actions at worst. You can cut them off early and that can make some of the audio sound a little disjointed, but otherwise if you kind of just listen along to it and like carry through it, it all seems very flowing. And you guys have both said it just, they sound like they're doing just such a better job of having a conversation it, it yeah. doesn't sound disjointed and off, awkward. So, I don't know. I, my, I my favorite the- conversations were when you had with Charon, because he is yeah you know the fairy of souls and he's like a zombie essentially. But you go on this full conversation of like, hey Karen, you're doing such a great job. How's everything going today? And his response is always the same every time. Of just, uh. it's just <laughs> you know, it's just made me laugh because like it would be like, oh, and there's like a heart next to his head as because he likes you. But I just, I loved Karen's conversations. They were just so goofy. He was just a friendly guy. I like, I, I like Sisyphus. He just seemed so genuine. He seemed like he just... And jolly. Yeah, he just seemed like a nice fella. I'd have a beer with him. If, he, if he's allowed to have a beer while he's not, you know, rolling boulders up hills for the rest of his life, his eternal life. Poor guy. <laughs> what did he do to deserve that? I don't know. Greek mythology's weird. He, he escaped death. Uh, he tricked Hades. That's... I mean, I can't remember his original sin, if that was it, but that's what they at least explained in the game. Because, yeah, your character asked that, and he says he escaped death, but eventually it caught up to him, and this is eternal punishment now. That's probably about accurate. I mean, probably... That's pretty strict. I can, I can hold a grudge for all eternity. Like, I'd feel so bad after 10 minutes of putting that up. <laughs> what? Have you met you? <laughs> I can't hold a grudge to save my life. Baby, I, sway your favorite movies Back to the Future because you love bringing up the past. Oh, no, I like doing that. <laughs> I love those DeLoreans. But I, like, I, I don't know. I would feel bad after 10 minutes. Hades, I mean, he was, you know, I said earlier that, you know, like, um, Zagreus was a little bit of a punk, but, I mean, that must have been a strict dad. Also, I keep saying Karen in my head whenever I see that name. <laughs> it's Karen. I thought it was I like know, Karen. When you say Karen, it sounds like you're trying to say a fancy Karen. Like people who go to a Target say, oh, let's go to Target. It's like, no. You don't say go Target. to Target? No. Oh. I think I, I, I said I say it and Andrew was like, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I used to call it Target. Target. We, we call it the red store in our house. <laughs> going to the red store. And Walmart's the blue store? It is actually. Also Lowe's. Uh, okay. Lowe's is also the blue store. It's... It's a whole thing. <laughs> so Walmart's the, or uh, Home Depot's the orange store. Uh, I mean, I guess. That, yeah. I've never been asked about the orange store, but I probably. Okay. <laughs> Might be the blue uh, store's cousin. I don't know. So obviously, since do this, since this game is a roguelike, would not recommend this for achievement hunters. It, the achievements overall aren't bad. It is just a lot of work. You are going to get, a, you know, achievements here and there from, you know, beating a certain world and then, you know, collecting a certain thing. But it's always just the, the gamer score is always like five, 15 points. You got a hundred once you completed the story. So like you got a couple here and there, but of course, you know, being a roguelike, you got these crazy achievements of, you know, beating it on max difficulty, maxing out the levels of all your keepsakes, which there's like 28 of them. And that's a, like, you need over like 75 encounters to max one out. It's just a lot of work. So I wouldn't recommend it for achievement hunters. It's not the worst. Like you'll still get some, but it's definitely not worth your time. Sounds like the worst. <laughs> uh, the time for beat uh, main story. It's you're looking about like 21 hours, and if you want to complete the game, you're looking at 96 hours. So yeah, I don't know if you want to stick around that long. 
As a noob, like if you're a noob, it's gonna take a lot longer than that. Yeah, I mean, I put I think 28 hours in, maybe a little bit more, and I was, I'm kind of getting here the end of it. I'm just seeing the same worlds over and over again. It's just kind of like, all right, I've been here, I've done that. I thought you beat it. I, I have beat it, but you can still keep going, and there's oh. still more achievements, and there's still an epilogue that you can get at the end. Because even though you do have an ending, there's like, oh, we have a plan to fix this situation. And so you have to kind of build up for that. So I don't know if I have the time to work into that. Especially because you keep losing with the uh, gamer score every month. So, I mean, you really don't have the time to. Yikes. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Liz throwing <laughs> shade. Yeah. I guess I'll, yeah, I'll mention that again. If anyone else wants to, you know, compete with me in gamer score, you know, we have a couple of listeners every month. We're doing this, trying to compete, see who can get on top of the leaderboard. Please make sure you send me a message or you can join our Facebook club or our, our game or our Xbox club at GBGB pals and just, yeah, mention I'll add you as a friend so we can kind of keep track. And at the end of the month, I'll be posting the winners, but yeah, getting into our final thoughts here. Uh, so for me, as I said, Hades is a lot of fun. I did enjoy the story. I think the combat is really solid. I enjoyed how there's just not a lot of weapons, but this game to me felt so much more based on skill and not like, Oh, I needed this boon. And oh, if I get this boon, I need to have this one. I, like you don't need these perks combined in order to have a great run to me at the end of the day it just felt like i did a good job at dodging i was able to get my hits i was able to backstab well i just beat this because of my skill so i think hades is just a lot of fun i was very surprised that this game had a story and the story was actually pretty compelling it wasn't anything you know it's not something i'm gonna you know be thinking about forever with this such a great story but it was it was fun and it kept me going and the voice acting kept me going uh, for me i think i'm just gonna give it an 85 it just got a little repetitive in the end with the same biome, same enemies. It was nice kind of changing up what the boss fights did with the uh, heat system, but not enough. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I like, I love Hades. I think it's a great game. I, it just sucks me in and I like, I just found myself playing and going back over and over and over again. And well, it took me a long time to beat my very first run, probably longer than it should have for the amount of, games like this i play but <laughs> i at the same time i never got frustrated with it at each run i was like okay i'm making progress i know how to do this and once you beat it like andrew had said at one point it just it's for whatever reason the game doesn't change but it feels like it's easier somehow and i don't i don't know what it is but I, you just kind of get used to beating it through and through and so i think it's just it never feels defeating. And I think that's what I like most about it and why I kept playing it and want to keep playing it. And yeah, the, the voice acting is great, you, but you can skip it. It doesn't really hurt it. I think it's really cool that it has a story. And I think the story actually gives you a reason to continue playing. Whereas in any other game in this genre, it's like, I don't even need a story. I'm just doing this thing over and over again. Cause I feel like it. So I thought that was cool. And um, yeah, I give it an 89. I have a quick another thing. Did you want to say your, your score first, Liz? No, go ahead. So, and another thing, I forgot to mention it. So this game is, of course, on Xbox Cloud, and it does have touch controls. Oh, yeah. I would not recommend the touch controls. <laughs> <laughs> so I played a little bit of it, and I think I died even before I got to the first boss. It was nice. It's nice that, you know, this was still an option, but Keith, I don't know if you've had this issue. I know you've been playing with touch controls a little bit too, but sometimes when you're moving with the joystick, like it sometimes just like loses my thumb mm -hmm. and just like will stop your character. I don't know if it's my phone. I don't know if it's latency. I, I don't know, but 
you cannot have that in a roguelike. You can't just be moving and then stop moving. Yeah, that was I, the only reason I actually played it for any extended time. And I, I think the longest I might have played was like two runs and just the same. I didn't even make it to the first boss, I don't think, on either of them. Um, but I played, I don't know, like 25 minutes because I was sitting in a hotel room. And that was my only option to play Xbox. And I wanted to try this game. And it was there. And it was it was like right after it came out, too. Um, but yeah, yeah, it definitely did. I feel like probably be better on like a tablet. But I don't know if I want to hold a tablet. I think the be- I think yeah. it would be, and it's fine with a controller. I can say that. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it would be if I had an ex like a Bluetooth controller that hooked up to it, or one of those like, um, you know, connectable controller devices, which I, I really want to get my hands on because they just look like a nice clean option for for this cloud gaming. Um, so yeah, if, if anyone wants to send me one, I wouldn't say <laughs> no. Every ask every episode you keep asking. I will say the cool thing with the touch controls is they actually d- they designed the buttons to look kind of like Greek. Like they were kind of like this onyx stone tablet slate kind of looking the, how they how they like designed the buttons and the controls. So I thought that was kind of a cool touch. But yeah, would not recommend touch controls. <laughs> anyway, Liz, go with your score. Okay. <laughs> so this game is kind of... <laughs> I said that really weird. Okay. I originally... <laughs> Wanted to give it a 70 with like how I'm feeling about the game now, but I don't think that's really fair because this is that like the, the burnt out moment for me. So, and then I was like 78, but I'm like, is that too much? I think I'm going to give it 75. Too much I think too, as we're talking though, I'm like, uh, I'm thinking about things that I'm like, they did good at this. And then I'm like, ah, that's frustrating for me. I think I need to be 75. I want more story. I want more variety. And for me, I did genuinely like this game, but it just, I, I don't think I'm going to keep playing it. So, um, what I like, what I don't like looking at Metacritic guys get pumped, get pumped. So is he back? Uh, he is, yes. um, series X 93 and 8.6 Xbox one TBD and 6.9. And so before we get into our fourth and silent co-host, there was one. Stretching up for this one. I think it's because of of our fourth co-host because he gave it a zero and there really weren't that many reviews. I mean, the critics alone, it was a TBD. I think there was one that was 95. Sheesh. Someone who gave it a seven, not the co-host, but someone who gave it a seven said, I'm not a big fan of roguelike slash lights, but I did generally find enjoyment in Hades. Although not a huge selection, the weapons feel varied. Combat as a whole is fast and fluid. I appreciate the sense of progression, the story and characters, as much as I'm a little bored of European mythology at this point, are well-written and mildly interesting. What is really important for these types of games is level variety and enemy variety. In Hades, the enemies were not varied enough for me, even though which ones appeared seemed seemed procedurally generated. I always struggle with that word, procedurally. (laughs) Combined with the levels feeling exactly the same, apart from which power-ups appeared, it gets repetitive really fast. Everything is really polished. And that's something that I saw a lot of people saying, how like everything looked clean, polished. The art style is simple and clean, arguably a little bland. The gameplay is fun. The story is fine. Play it if you like these sorts of games. And um, fourth and silent co-host, he gave a zero. Of, of course. course. Did he, oh, did he, how many times did he say turd? A bunch. Nice. And yeah, his yeah. first sentence, a new indie turd. Very <laughs> hot. He just came out. <laughs> And then later he said to flush it out. Um, a lot of potty humor with him. He loves the potty humor. Um, but I don't, one thing, though, I'm curious about is I don't know if he played too much of the game because he was saying that Hades wants out. 
that Hades what? Wants out, but Zagreus wants out. So yeah. I'm like, did he actually play a lot of the game? Did he miss up the name? Mix up the names? Mm-hmm. Um, Probably just didn't said, care enough. <laughs> one thing he says with a lot of games are like, there's approximately 64 colors, and he didn't like that with the isometric views that we are seeing from above. You can't move or turn. Um, he said the word jerk. That's another one of his new favorite words is jerk. So overall, he did not like this game. I, does he like, I don't think he likes roguelikes. I think he likes video games. Wait, he says there's <laughs> 64 colors? Yeah, he, well, he kept saying approximately 64 colors. Approximately. How do you, how do you guess that? Like, <laughs> I would never look at this game and be like, yeah, there's definitely like 64 colors. I counted 57. Maybe 67. Yeah. Like <laughs> there are some games, like um, uh, something song. That actually did have more vibrant colors. That wasn't. These were a lot of shades of colors. Wonder song. Like when, yeah, yeah. I feel like that. Like I'm not saying it didn't have a lot of colors, but they, it, they were more like vibrant. I mean, that was like more say? pastel. Yeah, but they were like there were different co- like one color after yeah. another. So there really weren't that many colors on the screen. But this game, like it, the the naturey biome, whatever it is, <laughs> there's so many shades. It's still so dumb. Like of a weird thing to complain about. Like, if it was, like, the same color palette, but this game didn't have a same color palette. It was colors all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. He didn't even know who the main character was. I so. know. He's entitled to his own opinion, but he just boggles my mind every think, time you talk about him. I just think it's so weird. Like, a zero. I know. I just Like, think, nothing in this game is redeemable. Just give it up, man. I don't, I don't get it. It's weird. Hey, it gives us something entertaining to talk about. I feel like he's so. here with us. That's, you know... Maybe in one of these reviews, he might give us a shout-out. That'd be great. I'm hoping. But anyway, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, if you have any, any game suggestion, please email us at gamepasscryback at gmail.com. I'm slurring my words again. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Game Pass Grabbag, uh, where I will also post the pictures of the score of the past games that we've done. So if you ever forget and you just want a quick look, check us out there. We also do have an Xbox club that, you know, every once in a while, we keep trying to, we always ignore it. We're going to try to pick it up more, but we do have an Xbox club at uh, GBGB Pals. Uh, one of our listeners actually did post a, <laughs> uh, a uh, time challenge for the game Splitgate. So, yeah, check it out. If you think you can beat his time, he did stadium in under like 54 seconds, which is really impressive because tr- I still keep trying and I can't get past like under a minute. I suck at it. But, yeah, I've been your hardcore gamer, Sandy. You can find me Xbox Live at Firebird0952. Keith, wake up. It's your turn. Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I, was, I, I don't even have anything boring to try to be fun. Bye. I'm Keith. <laughs> what? I don't have anything boring trying to be fun. Was that English? No, you know, I usually try to have something just really, really nonsensical to say, but I don't even have anything. I just, I'm out, I'm out of words. I'm tired, man. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Liz Noob. Gamer tag, come on, I'm Dean. I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob. Noob is E-W. I still have words. See? Woo! <laughs> Liz, Woo! you did it. I'm proud of you. I'm ramping up. Oh, wait, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) You're now kidding into this podcast. You're like, all right, guys. (laughs) Let's do this. Hi, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Oh,